The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. A day certainly marked with ongoing fighting and developments on the battlefield all the time, literally speaking, joining us on the line now. Rolene Marks to update us on what's happening in that part of the world. Rolene, a very good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us once again. Good afternoon. Always good to talk to you. So, Rolene, okay, so there's been plenty of fighting, as I mentioned, a lot going on on the battlefield. Uh, Let's begin. Are there any updates uh, to report on at this stage? Any breaking news? We do. We have an update mm. coming in from the command of the IDF's 162nd Division, and uh, he says that the IDF forces are currently located deep in Gaza, he says, at the gates of Gaza City. And uh, he was addressing um, the Hebrew media from the Strip, and he says, Hamas chose this war, we did not choose this war, but we have received an important task to go in and decisively finish Hamas. Uh, he goes on to say, in the past five days, we have destroyed much of Hamas's abilities, attacked its strategic facilities, all of its array of explosives, its underground tunnels and other facilities we completely destroyed. Now, uh, we have also taken some heavy casualties, mm-hmm. 15 IDF soldiers have fallen in defense of, of the country. Our thoughts, our prayers are, are with their families. Uh, they have fallen in a war, again, which none of us wanted, but uh, our army is determined, determined to, to finish, and uh, we owe them a debt of gratitude that we can never, ever repay. Rolene, am I correct in uh, assuming that uh, the, in the the offensive now is really uh, it's really upping it upping its game in the, in Gaza at the moment? It's really on. It, it, it's intensifying now. It is intensifying, mm-hmm. and that's why we've been appealing for weeks now. Please, for the Palestinian uh, civilians to evacuate, go to safer ground. Now, the army haven't said it's entirely safe, but they've said go mm-hmm. to safer uh, uh, ground, which, uh, according to the army, the majority of Palestinians have done. Now, last night there was a... Um, a targeted firing on the Jabalia refugee camp. And I, and I want to unpack this because it's very, very important. And, and just after I, I talk about Jabalia, I want to address the issue of um, how we share information because it's very, very important. Uh, the area known as Jabalia uh, refugee camp is actually not a refugee camp. It's a highly built-up uh, neighborhood in Gaza, it was a refugee camp some 75 or so years ago when most of this uh, region uh, was refugee camps. But um, underneath Jabalia is a very, very sophisticated network of tunnels. The army received intelligence that one of the most wanted Hamas terrorists was there, uh, along with several Hamas terrorists in the tunnels. They fired in between buildings to strike at the tunnel. The tunnels collapsed and created a sinkhole taking the buildings down. Now Hamas immediately said 500 uh, naturally women and children because it's always women and children, Michael. There's never Mm -hmm. anybody else. Only Mm -hmm. women and children and always 500 uh, Mm -hmm. were killed. But 
intelligence and satellite uh, photography shows about uh, f- between 40 to 50 uh, uh, terrorists killed, none of them in body bags for, for small children. So I think we have to be very, very, mm. very circumspect when we right. take information uh, and statistics coming from the Gaza Strip. Remember, Hamas control the um, – the health ministry, and they also control a lot of the information that comes out by NGOs. I mean, we've just seen in several weeks, we saw UNRWA tweet out that Hamas had taken their fuel supply and, and quickly, quickly removed their, uh, their tweet, but not after many of us uh, – Got screenshots of that because we know exactly what happened. So if you are hearing from Save the Children and all these NGOs in in, in Gaza that are saying you know three thousand children killed, more children than you know ever before have been killed. Uh, as hard as it is to say, because I'm not denying civilian casualties and I'm not denying that any of them are children. Understand. Uh, where the information is coming from and right. that some of that information coming out may be under duress. So, so just, mm-hmm. um, so just think of that. Uh, and I just want to touch on how information is shared, uh, because I see a lot of it on WhatsApp. Please, 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 everybody. The RDF are uh, are in Gaza, yes, we are, uh, they are making the rescue of hostages a priority. Unless you get the news directly from the RDF themselves, from a verified news source, a verified channel from the RDF or from uh, the Israeli uh, pr- uh, government press office or from the Israeli media that is verified. In other words, uh, uh, a site like Jerusalem Post or Times of Israel or Yediot Achronot or Ma'ariv or any of them where we have already verified the facts, please do not share things on WhatsApp and social media. And I'm, and I'm um, alluding specifically to a picture that was shared around last night of a soldier with a baby and somebody saying the RDF have uh, rescued baby Ariel. Uh, I'm so excited. I, 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 I'm, I'm crying. First of all, that picture was taken on the 9th of October. Mm-hmm. And second of all, our army does not have their cell phones and are not recording and are not sharing any information as they are uh, engaged in, uh, in combat in the Gaza Strip. That's number one. So please don't share that. The other thing was rumors that 30 hostages had been rescued. Understand that there are 240 families in a deep, deep state of anxiety waiting for their loved ones to share rumors like that that are completely unsubstantiated and unverified along with pictures and along with all these uh, texts that say, you know, please pray for our RDF. Here are all the Hebrew names. This is where they are. Please don't do that. Not only is it potentially dangerous for our soldiers, but it creates a lot of anxiety for families and for those of us who are living here in a very, very real wartime situation. Uh, And um, uh, some of these posts are done by the enemy in order uh, to engage in psychological warfare. So I don't know how much more clear I can be right. than that, but please. Yeah. 
Roland, you've underlined the point so many times. I don't know how many times you need to underline it, but you came out very distinct and clear there. Please verify your sources and check your information and make sure that you're using the correct uh, sources of information when disseminating anything out there. That was very loud and clear. Let's just hope everybody's got the message there. Let's just reflect on something you mentioned earlier on, the word evacuation. Now, today, um, evacuation took a very interesting turn. From Gaza into Egypt, uh, there was uh, at last there was an agreement to ferry out uh, the the severely injured and also those with dual citizenship. If I don't, if I remember correctly, uh, out safely out of the region, out of the area. How is that evacuation going at the moment? So the uh, people inside Gaza with foreign passports have been allowed to exit via the Rafa crossing, and there were ambulances spotted taking the um, the, the wounded to, to be treated in hospitals in Egypt. Now, Egypt mm. have said they're prepared to treat those that are wounded and, and, and send them back, but last night uh, – President al-Sisi saying quite unequivocally, he said, we are ready to, uh, to, uh, prepare, to, to, to sacrifice millions of lives to prevent any Palestinian refugees from entering Egypt. Now that's very, very strong, uh, yeah. rhetoric coming from Sisi. And, and, and to reiterate that, Egypt have stationed uh, tanks along Rafa crossing to ensure that no uh, refugees from Gaza break through and enter Egypt. Uh, and it's, it's really quite shocking that none of the Arab countries, not a one, have allowed uh, or made allowances for Palestinians coming in. Uh, and, you know, on the one hand, uh, we, we, we feel for the, for uh, Palestinians wanting to get to, to safety. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, uh, we understand that these Arab countries have legitimate concerns about who may be within uh, uh, the the ranks of civilians trying to get to safety. Okay, I was going to actually ask you that, but anyway, you've clarified that point. Yes, uh, okay, one can understand that concern. Let's see how that transpires as from this morning when the Gaza evacuation took place. Very quickly, uh, Rolene, earlier on in the story that we discussed about U.S. operations now involved in hostage location and rescue, as well as a number now of Western countries stationing their special forces in the region. How do you think this will appear to Arab and anti-Israel groups uh, viewing this as interference and provoking a potential escalated war? Well, I think that's a great question. I do love it when you ask me the questions. Uh, I, I think that there is the concern that this war could spill over uh, into the rest of the region. The Prime Minister of Lebanon earlier today saying, uh, you know, he, he doesn't want to enter into any kind of war uh, scenario. He's going to have to reign in Hezbollah if that's uh, uh, his intention. However, we do have a major saber rattler in the form of Iran, Ayatollah al Khamenei to X again today to tweet out threats against uh, the, the state of Israel. Uh, but there are concerns, uh, and, and there are concerns that the uh, Iranians could enact some mm. of their mm. uh, proxies, right. and that we could see other countries try and enter the fray as well. So Western countries are bolstering, but I think as far as sending their commandos uh, to help with, with hostages, some of their nationals are being held hostage. And, and, and I think we would hope that if 
you've got your nationals from your country being held hostage, that sure. your country will do everything in their power to come and rescue them. Rolin, I wish we could have unpacked that a bit further, but we've just about run out of time. Rolin, thanks so much once again for joining us at this point in time just to unpack what is happening in Israel at the moment. Rolin Marks, our correspondent from the Holy Land. That's what's happening there.